Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Like, Click, Share podcast with me, Darren Winter, and Gemma Walton. Hey, Gemma. Hi, Darren. How are you doing? Doing all over, right. Hot in the heels in of... Sunny Spain. <laughs> I am <laughs> for the sunny? moment. It's not that... It's brightening up. Well, I can't complain. It's uh, it's warmer than it is in the UK at the moment. So Well, uh, it was se- it's 7 degrees here today. Yesterday was 13. So I put my coat on and then I was I had to take it off. Um, wow. But on Friday, I went down for a Christmas night out down to Cambridge. And when I left, it was minus four and a half. And when I got there, it was plus four and a half. So they were wow. all like, teeth chattering. And I was like, this is boiling for me. <laughs> so, wow. I have to say, to be honest, it's uh, it, up until... Uh, last Friday, it's just rained like a torrent every single day. And but I'm in southern Spain, um, and so yeah, it just rained every single day. <laughs> just it's but from Saturday onwards, we've had some sunshine, but temperatures like nothing being amazing, sort of like 13. Uh, so here and then toasty. today, <laughs> yes, toasty 16, 17, but better than minus four, yeah, <laughs> much better than minus four. <laughs> Okay, well, with uh, that behind us, uh, we're kind of on the run up, run up to sort of Christmas as we're recording this. So, depending on when you're listening to this, um, it's uh, as we're going into well the end of the year, looking ahead into January. We mentioned on the last podcast that we we're going to talk about kind of the state of social media for now and into 2023, um, and and a little bit about communities because this has kind of all come about really. Uh, I suppose really from um, Twitter um, and whatever the future is for that platform. Um, but it's kind of had, a, I think, a few marketers thinking about the whole social media strategy a lot more than perhaps you would do uh, normally at this time of the year. So kind of what is the kind of like future and the state of social media at the moment? Well, there's some really good um, information um, around at the moment um, and data reportal. Uh, there's a, a link um, in the the show notes if you've never looked um, at data reportal before. Um, they come out with a good sort of two or three times a year a roundup of sort of digital media platforms. Um, there's some interesting st- statistics in there. So the favourite social media platform, according to their survey, um, is WhatsApp at sixteen point two percent. Um, which is really interesting. Um, and, you know, our activity, we've done a lot more uh, overseas activity in our business over the last 12 months. And I have to say, we've seen so much more activity on WhatsApp. So um, I suppose really it, it's interesting because we don't but maybe associate WhatsApp being a social media platform, but mm. it is. Um, um, and then the other statistic I think was quite interesting um, for all the facebook naysayers as facebook is still the most used social media platform uh, with 2.934 billion users um and then in second place is youtube um so with 2.515 billion users so what do you reckon of those statistics Gemma? is there anything surprising there for you um i'm i'm not surprised by that i think facebook's been the number one um use channel for a number of years even though people will tell you different um 
I know there's been a lot of comments over the recent years and I've read a lot of stuff about the fact that reach is declining and people aren't getting what they need to from Facebook. I actually haven't seen that and I haven't seen that on pages for people that I manage. You know, I've seen reach increase, I've seen more engagement. Um, I am surprised that WhatsApp gets classed as a social media channel because in my opinion, it's not. It's a text messaging service or a messenger app that I know people do use for like adverts and stuff. But for me, that's something that I would more use with my friends, you know, to share pictures, to share videos. So I am surprised by that. But I'm not in a way because obviously it's owned by Facebook, who own Instagram, do you know what I mean? So the three are all connected and I'm sure over the coming years, um, possibly even next year, um, you'll start to see, I think, more things kind of like merge together, if that makes sense, because now you're putting your WhatsApp information, if you want to, within your Facebook page, aren't you? Everything's all connected. I know you mentioned some stats there. Um, I found a couple that as of 2023, there's 4.89 billion social media users in the world which is up from 2.5 billion in 2017 so that's quite a quite a considerable increase I yeah. think you know um especially when you you think that there's still quite a lot of people that don't necessarily have smartphones don't communicate in that yeah. way some people don't want to use them there are still people who prefer to use the very very old style I only want to be able to send a text message not a picture I only want to be able to make a phone call, you know, so it's interesting. I think there's um, a lot of interesting reports out there. I know I've just been looking at a Hootsuite one and also one called Exploding Topics, which I'll drop the links in the chat for. Um, but both of them say quite similar things. Um, I don't know if you've come across anything similar. I, I jotted down a a couple of things from Hootsuite that said in 2023, marketers have realised that they're going to have to stop cross-posting. So posting similar things across each channel, everything's going to have to be yeah. more and more relevant, which is obviously yes. something that we've seen for a while. But I think we've talked about it on previous podcasts where we've said like almost like each channel is almost becoming the same. They all look the same. They're almost all the same colour with the exception of... Um, TikTok and Instagram that are black and like a purpley colour. But yeah. TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, they're all blue. Um, one of the other things was that social media will overtake search engine optimization as marketers work to build trust in social shopping. So Wow, that's fascinating. I know. Huh? That's that was one of the things that I looked at and I thought, right, that's interesting. But then it also said that customer service, more use of chatbots keeping customers happy um, and marketers were going to become more like customer service agents because people were going to want that instant communication, which, again, I think we've covered in previous podcasts. Um, and the other one was that social marketing is now going to use networks across all of the marketing mix. So a bit like the old school days, the product, price, promotion, place, which yeah. there were four, but... I thought there were seven, seven or eight now. So it was interesting yeah. when I when I read that. But I think we, again we've talked about it before that marketing's almost going to come 
a complete circle again. People want authenticity. They want to know who's the face behind the brand. Yeah. They want the realness. They don't want the polished content anymore. They want to know who that person is. Do I relate to them? Do I believe in the company? Do you know what I mean? Do, am I aligned with their values? Things like that. What do you think? Yeah, but you're right on this. There's definitely there's at least seven P's, probably a few more. So yeah. <laughs> product, price, place, um, uh, promotion, people, physical evidence. Uh, there's probably another one or two there that's kind of yeah. just missing. Um, so, but I think, I mean, I suppose I've always been using socials across all of those anyway. So, I, I, and I think we, generally we if you're a good marketer you do that anyway so you're always going to have a call to action you're you're always going to be talking about maybe a discount or a new sale or you might be talking about a new team member or celebration or new shop opening or new product so i think i would say probably a good majority of a good quality marketers would be already doing that even if they didn't know they were purposely doing it going back to your point about uh the seo initially you might think, wow, that sounds uh, a bit crazy. But having said that, um, I was out in Saudi early on uh, in the summer, which is why we didn't really, we didn't really record a podcast. So I was teaching um, uh, a group uh, or a class of uh, students, so roughly about the ages of about sort of 23, 24, 25, you know, a few outlayers being like younger or maybe a little bit older. Um, in technology sales um, but it was interesting listening to them about how they use social media so for them twitter was their um top app um and it, it kind of is in in saudi that's the, the, the most popular app um facebook much less so um but it was interesting to see how they used um social media and they used it as a search engine so tiktok was another favorite out there and then they just found their news and places to go, what was going on all within um, that, that those actual apps. Um, and they found Google as a search engine quite confusing. So it's interesting listening to them um, about that. And around about the same time, there were some updates from Google talking about, I don't know if they've done it yet or going into, I think it's going to go into next year, 2023, uh, about how they're going to be changing the search engine. So one of the things I've seen is they're going to get rid of the page numbers. So we know where we've got the page results, yeah. it goes one through to infinity. It will just be become a never-ending scroll. So that's one of the first changes. So I suppose that imitates kind of the, the, the feeling that you get on socials where you're just scrolling through forever. Um, but not great from not but not great for you on a mobile device, does it? If you well, like. that's the thing, isn't it? So it's it's interesting to see, isn't it? Like whether they're trying to fight back and trying to now, um, how yeah, they're trying to get that kind of like same feeling, um, and I think they're going to be doing a lot more kind of image based sort of searching, um, and probably I would imagine linking that with with, with video as well. And it's interesting with YouTube being the second most popular. Um, platform and I know that we've said this year a lot about it um, is that video is, is definitely here to stay it's not going to go anywhere so if you're not using video you really do need to because um, it's just important it's going to become such a, a massive factor um, and you can see certainly in Instagram this year like when they kind of like launch reels in going uh, to kind of compete with TikTok 
again, if you're not posting sort of video content on Instagram, then generally then you're not making the most of the platform because that video is going to give you the biggest like return. Um, and it's not that difficult now to create sort of video content, especially in apps like Canva. Um, and I'm, you know, for, for Duco, we're, you know, for our own sort of um, business that I'm not going to say we're the king of video because we're not, you know, um, and it does take a lot of effort. Um, it does take a, a lot of sort of planning um, and, and time to do it. But once you're on a roll, you know, you can kind of come up with a bit of a series or a theme. So like Gemma, you've, you've just, you've been doing hours uh, this month. You've come up with the sort of 12 days of Christmas, which has been, you know, it's really, it's, it just is it's when you think about it, I think, oh, that's an easy concept. You know, it takes still takes a bit of effort to come up with the idea and then, then to execute it. But you know, you've got essentially 12 video posts there from one idea. And I think that's the way to um to try and think about it. Uh another way is we've always mentioned about evergreen content. So you create it one once. So things like this podcast, blogs, anything like that, you can try and convert into um, into content that you can use time and time again. Testimonials, again, is another really great way. It is hard uh, to create video content, you know, with live people, but, you know, you can still do a little bit of background music, so some images. It doesn't have to be sort of like too much. So definitely if you're not already on that, that's something you'd like to work on. Um, yeah, so there's some really, really interesting things there. Um, and we mentioned at the top there about kind of Twitter, um, and I'm not going to give Elon too too many sort of like <laughs> minutes on this podcast because I think everything that has been said is being said right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's the end of that platform. I cannot see that platform really sort of like coming back. And I'm saying that as I, I really used to love Twitter, um, but uh, yeah, as soon as he took it over, and I, as soon as not as soon as he took it over, but as soon as he started making, um, in my opinion um on kind of like unethical tech sort of changes so allowing kind of the people that have been previously banned to have like a say mm-hmm. it just changes the whole field of social media and it's not it's, it's just not no longer a nice platform to, to be on and there was a lot of fight already um you know against kind of sort of people just saying what they want and i i just don't think you can have a platform you, you can't just do that in real life going out on the street and just shouting at whatever you want it's just not permissible to do that, you know. And we're not talking just about having an opinion with you like, you know, pecan pie or sort of, you know, roast dinners or something. We're talking about, you know, kind of like hate speech, you know, and you know, misogynistic things. It's like you can't it is illegal to do that in pretty much most countries around the world. So what I don't we need to understand is like it is not acceptable to do that anywhere. Um, you know in the world let alone just on a social media platform it kind of sort of stimulates the demand that people can do that and I don't think you can I don't, you shouldn't be allowed to do that that's my own personal opinion do you, not think, you, Gemma? Do you not think it's been like that for a long time though? yeah I, mean, I think I think Twitter has been like that for a long time I, yes. know, I think I talked on a previous podcast about my mum wanting to go on there um, and I mean she's in her 70s and she said she loves Instagram she won't go on Facebook because she used to be a teacher, so she doesn't want to be on there. Um, she's on Instagram, but she's on Instagram privately. She doesn't post any pictures. It's more just to see what me, my sister, 
family abroad, things like that, what they're doing and stuff. Um, but she wanted to have a look at Twitter and see what it was all about because she was a big fan of Line of Duty. So she knew there were a lot of posts on there. And she said out of all of the ones that she's been on and looked at, she couldn't understand how people could say what they were saying on there and like get away with it. And I think, to be honest, Twitter's been like that for a number of years, even before Elon took it over yeah. you know um i'm not sure i'm i'm not sure how it will go um i'm not sure i've seen a lot of people saying they're leaving i've seen a lot of people saying they're staying um i think it's difficult because there's different laws in the usa you know they've got the freedom of speech it's the same with facebook as well i know i've tried for previous companies to get posts removed from pages that i've managed um that i would have considered hate speech or negative or not appropriate and they've been refused to have been taken down because it's their right to say what they want you know um and it's not it's not the same it's not the same over here we have we have different rules but I don't know I just I think for me Twitter out of all of them is probably the one of the worst ones when it comes to the negativity um and just some of the things that people say, whether whether or not it's to do with people's beliefs, whether or not it's to do with the government, whether or not it's to do with anything. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, people have been desperate for an edit button that's been coming for, I don't know, the last yeah, the 10 edit years button. and it's just never happened. And it's still not happened, which <laughs> yeah. is really interesting. And, and um, with at kind of the time we're recording this um elon put his poll out that you know does he think uh does his users think he should resign and the answer was like overwhelmingly by 57 percent yes um and all you got this morning was oh interesting even though we do abide <laughs> by the rules uh and there's commentary in the background saying that you know he, his plan is that he was going to going to um you know, kind of step aside anyway, and whether we will or we won't. So it's interesting because I think like the media are treating it a bit like a bit of a soap opera mm-hmm. um, and giving it lots of um, airtime, which I think he wants to kind of get people, you know, to get the brand out there, make it still relevant. But actually, I don't think people, it's in the wrong context. It's not in a positive context. So people that are leaving are, uh, generally either probably had enough of the platform or don't want to be associated with negativity um, or maybe just kind of an excuse that actually take a social media break this is a perfect excuse to you know get off the platform and that's been I think my if we talk kind of talking personally that you know I've taken a bit of a break from um, Twitter I used to do about maybe a couple of hours a day you know sort of every single day religiously for I don't know how many years um, and I still double in to Instagram like every now and again uh, a little bit on Facebook and a bit on in LinkedIn but I've just been so, I know so you busy. don't like TikTok <laughs> no, I you're don't not like TikTok I just <laughs> no, you're I not find bad. it an absolute waste of time it's just the and I think it's interesting because <laughs> I was listening, I was watching the, the, this video from Data Reportal, um, right. and it's kind of it's what I've always said is that TikTok is an it is it's an entertainment site. People look on there for like fun videos. Do you know? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm not. I don't. If the channel isn't like for me personally, so I'm not saying it's a bad channel for everybody. It, it isn't. Um, but I think that 
I suppose in uh, in reflection is that it is an entertainment um, channel, uh, not dissimilar to YouTube. And it's interesting from you know what Data Reporter was suggesting that actually that although it is social media, it is kind of more entertainment. So should it be classified or should it be kind of more pitted against channels like Netflix or TV because they're in that same sphere and whereas Facebook uh, LinkedIn is all about really c- connecting with people and I think maybe the use of TikTok is is definitely like different um, so and if you listen to this and you think well I completely disagree it'd be great like you'd definitely I, be good I to hear from you I, I, I mean I do because I, I think it's very similar to Instagram I think it gives an insight into a brand's um, like behind the scenes into what a brand's like what the people are like I think it shows the the people um it can be done in many many different ways you don't even always have to have a person on there speaking you can do it similarly to what you can use it uh reels for on instagram but i do think it shows off a brand's personality now i do think it gets the message across about a business um it's your opportunity to show behind the scenes it's your opportunity to show people who you are like almost like what you believe and what you stand for yeah there's the fun element of it as well um but I don't know I I I like it as a channel I don't think I do enough on it as I should um but I mean I do I do use it um and I I do use it for a couple of businesses that I work with um and we kind of do a mix of things we do a mix of like real videos we do a mix of like photos like different collages and stuff we do some branded stuff um and I just think it 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 shows people like the realness and the authenticity of the company and the business that can sometimes be hidden behind like a brand that can sometimes be hidden behind, like almost behind a wall. You never really get to see the people. You never really get to understand that brand's personality because all you see is the logo or the colours or you read about what the business is, but you read about what it is from their eyes, from what they say, do you know what I mean, rather than from the people behind the scenes. And I think as long as staff aren't doing or saying things that they shouldn't or that are going to cause problems, for that brand then I do think people do want realness I, I, I do think they want authenticity and one of the reports that I was looking at um this 14 trends for 23 26 which was on this exploding topics which to be honest I hadn't come across before but it was really really interesting trust and authenticity was in the top five mm. that was what they wanted um, and I don't think you get that necessarily from LinkedIn because you've got that very almost I think LinkedIn's changing um I do think it's becoming a little bit more like Facebook and the fact that you don't always necessarily see people with a headshot that you would have seen back in the day where they've got a suit on do you know what I mean where they are careful what they say um but I do think that TikTok is probably one of the most used platforms by Gen Z that was what they were saying um and they said that the use of TikTok is only going to increase um marketers may lose some of their market share on popular platforms as new ones emerge what new ones emerge i don't know i'm not sure um but it'll be interesting to see what happens um i think we've talked again we've talked about it before where 
I think brands are now going to really, really struggle because really, unless you can afford to pay for an Instagram expert, a Facebook expert, a Twitter expert, a YouTube expert, then you're going to really, really struggle because I think to get everything across all different channels is going to be hard for people because there are so many out there that require so many different types of content. Yeah. Um, and the other big thing that I came across was social media crisis management is going to become a must-have because brands are going to want that instant re- reply, you know, like the customer service chatbot that I talked about earlier. They're going to, if they've got a complaint, they're going to want to answer straight straight away. Um, I mean, I was on hold last night for about... 35 minutes I won't say the company name um but to try and find out where a package was that I'd allegedly signed for that was delivered um oh. and it would have I tried to use the chat but the chat but didn't give me the response that I needed to because it was an automated one yeah. whereas I think on a lot of social media channels um some of the big tv brands some of the big internet providers and stuff you do get a message straight away whether or not you message them privately or publicly you know and i think that is going to be something that's going to continue because people do want an instant response i think that i think the whole customer is everything i think that's maybe a topic we can explore in our next uh, podcast yeah definitely and, and, i think, and, it's, a, I think I, it's a huge topic yeah, and I, the customer service, I have to say, this year has been really poor by a lot of businesses. It's been really, you know, I'm talking like larger businesses here, not kind of the small, medium size, but large businesses, those with like call centers. And you just mentioned a good example there of maybe the social media responses and chatbots where, you know, in the past, they, you know, the, the, the level of service has actually been pretty good. This year has just been the excuse, actually, of, you know, we've still got COVID problems or we're cutting back or mm-hmm. we've got staffing issues. It's just been more of an excuse, actually. Do you know yeah. what? There's no excuse for bad service. You know, no. you're taking people's money. You're running your business. You you know, you still need to invest in customers. And there's so many good tools out there. So um, we won't go and into I think we're, I think we're three years down the line now from COVID, aren't we? Yeah. We're three years down, four years I, down I, the line from Brexit. So absolutely. these aren't excuses that should be being used anymore yeah, yeah. because businesses, good businesses, should have pivoted almost immediately. Like I know when I still worked for a company before I worked for myself, we went home straight away. We were given the tools that we needed to to work from home. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had the internet connection. We could do everything online. You could communicate virtually. You know, so really, there isn't you, you, you can't use that excuse of COVID anymore because yeah. you've had three years to plan yeah. and make and- sure that your business is in a good position if there's another outbreak outbreak of it if you need to find more drivers if you need to have more customer service people you know there's it's i think it's a i think it's a really poor excuse now yeah going back to what you mentioned about like new platforms um we've seen i've not used this platform myself uh but be real that obviously that's been like mentioned around sort of have you used that platform yourself or you had a no to it no i haven't i've looked at it um because i remember matt talking to us about it when we were at that event uh, back in november at the northeast expo um i've seen a few people use it i think the thing for me is the pressure of having to post that picture 
there and then within 60 seconds or whatever it is because you don't know where you, you don't know where you're going to be you know what I mean yeah. like I mean it sounds off you could be on the toilet you know it's <laughs> like <laughs> you could be in the shower you could be do you know what I mean you could like you literally you could be you could be in the doctors you could be you know you could be anywhere you know, and the pressure of having to post that picture there and then, you might not have your makeup on, you might not have pushed your hair, you know. It's, yeah. I think I think it's an interesting platform um, and I can see, like, positives behind it, you know, because, again, it's the realness, it's the authenticity, it's what people want to see, but you don't want to be caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, and you've got to post that picture. I don't know that much. I don't know enough about it to what happens if you don't post the picture when you're supposed to. You know, I haven't really looked into it that much, but I think it'll be interesting to see how much of a take-up there is on that because I know when I looked on the App Store, I don't think it was in the top 20 or the top 50. No. And, and I think it's when you're going back to, like, new platforms that – we kind of have to remember like you know some of these platforms that we have like now like facebook and that have been out for what nearly 20 years so they've got these massive user bases um and so any like new platforms to come in like it it is even people like tiktok is really really challenging um one thing i was going to mention about tiktok just before we kind of like move on from this that um that in the in the USA there is kind of a, a motion or some sort of a discussion going on a, a, about sort of banning sort of TikTok, yeah. um, and it has been uh, I think it's been discussed here in the UK as well. I don't know about the EU, um, but it'd be interesting to see what happens with that next year with a lot of kind of political events happening around um, the world. It'd be you know if that does happen, that obviously then changes the social media landscape again. So potentially, like you know, there's lots of changes ahead for these platforms. You need to keep fluid um, and perhaps need to kind of. We've always said before, and, and we'll always say again that it, it should only really be using social media for you know in kind of in line with your sort of business aims uh with where your audience is um and where you want to get more people from yeah your beliefs as well not 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 just posting something just because everybody else is and you think it makes you look good you know you know so if you support a campaign you support a campaign but you support it because you genuinely believe in it you're not just putting it out there just for the views. I think the other interesting thing is, and I don't know if you found this when you were in Saudi, but I know I did when um, I was in Dubai because um, I have a few friends who live over there that I met when I was in America and they aren't allowed to use things like WhatsApp and Messenger um, because they're if they buy an iPhone over there, um, there are certain things that are disabled and they can't oh. get, they can't access. So the only way that they can is if they buy the iPhone out of the country. So there's a lad I went to university with in America who travels all over the world for work. He buys his iPhone in America, so he's got WhatsApp so he can use it. But if he got caught, he would get in trouble because over there they have, like, one internet provider, one electricity provider, one telephone mm-hmm. provider, you know, so there's no competition, so everybody uses the same thing. Um, it all belongs to them kind of thing. Um, and I think possibly it's a little bit like that in China because they have their own social media, don't they? They have their own – is it 
they do their Weibo, so W E I B O. Yeah, so it's one of their like. I know they've got a couple of others, but that's one of the big ones, and that over there. Um, yeah, it's uh, and that and that's the thing. So you know, we're talking this from a US point of view, European point of view. But if the brand that you're working for, if you listen to this from a completely different country, you'll ha- you'll have your own um, you know social media platforms. I mean, look at like Japan; they've got Line. And the way mm-hmm. that they use that platform is, is completely different. Same with Weibo, which is, you know, uses a search engine. So you can almost see maybe like the trends, even though like China, be, uh, kind of the Chinese have been using that platform as a, as a not just a uh, kind of understanding, like you're following brands or following people about what they're doing, but using it as a search engine like we've been talking mm-hmm. about. And you can see that those trends are now coming into platforms in this uh, on this kind of side of the world as well. So how we're using uh, these channels is is also something we have to sort of uh, kind of sort of bear in mind as well, which we've already kind of previously sort of kind of talked about. So summing up here just on the, the social side, so, you know, make sure that the channels that you're using are relevant. If not, maybe think about sort of trying to ditch them. Think about maybe have a look at your competitors, maybe do a SWOT analysis about what they're doing, the type of content they're putting on there. Look at how your, you know, your top customers, clients, followers, look how they're using the platform, maybe even have a chat to them. You could do some focus groups if you're a very big brand. Um, just having like listen to different podcasts like, you know, doing here, listen to other sort of uh, larger sort of marketing influences to see what they think. Uh, and then come up with a, a like a new plan for 2023. Um, but I think that, you know, uh, like you mentioned, like LinkedIn, um, you've got a much more sort of business like present presence, but it is changing. Um, and it is like you say, getting much more genuine. Um, so it's that, that type of content sort of getting less corporate uh, and being more kind of approachable and friendly, breaking down those barriers is definitely not going to be sort of, um, sort of going away. Um, it kind of leads us on to a little bit really into communities and I've there's something I've kind of like felt quite strongly about um this maybe goes back to why Facebook is still one of the most widely used social media platforms and and that because it is really a giant community so you've got individuals you've got business pages on there um but then you've also got groups um and certainly over the last couple of years I've seen the rise of platforms like Discord and Twitch uh, these are like massive like communities and they tend to be based around sort of like gaming or sort of music sort of djs entertainment even like you know popular music music artists as well um but there's definitely a, a bigger trend now where some of the kind of it's not that sort of organizations and businesses are coming off social media but they're starting to build their own communities and i think it's a really uh, a neat trend to have that you get to know your users that you you don't really have to rely on things like uh, algorithms and social media platforms anymore about when you, something's going on because you can create your own events <laughs> you've got your own followers although you're not saying that you own them but you've got a dedicated um, following there and then if you do sort of want to um, promote something like a new event or an offer or some new products or services or whatever it may well be that you know you can rely on things like notifications in apps and things like that 
to kind of like help you sort of get your or help increase your reach, help increase engagement, which has been really difficult on some of the other platforms in the last couple of years. Um, so communities, I think, is really important to, um, to understand. And that's one of the aims of social media really was always about sort of building communities and brands. And that should be, uh, you know, looking at engagement, not just about posting content, but looking <laughs> about comments and likes and and trying to build this sort of genuine following, get away from numbers, the number of followers that we've got. Um, so building the communities on these other platforms might be something uh, that you might want to kind of like think about. Um, and there's lots of other, there's some links down in the, in the um, show notes below, but there's some really good tools um, that you can have a look at. So things... Uh, things like uh, ConvertKit, uh, Gumroad, and uh, those are uh, really quite low-cost, cheap tools for like uh, sort of building communities. Discord, as I mentioned, um, Twitch, as I mentioned, um, and one of the other big sort of trends over the last couple of years has been membership sites. Which Gumroad, if you don't know, it's something to have a look at. Um, but you can do membership sites on Shopify, Squarespace, Wix. Um, you know, if it's something if you're looking to do a side hustle or you're a freelancer or um, if you're a business thinking what else can we do that's a little bit different then membership sites are something great to look at because you've got the community side um, but also it's a way sort of like uh, building sort of consistent revenue um, into your business as long as you're providing uh, you know relevant and good quality sort of um, content um, and it's, as I say, it's a way that you can engage directly with your followers, which is the whole point of socials. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything to you want to add to that, Gemma. No, um, I don't think so. I think they just. I think the good thing about Facebook is your community aspect. You've got obviously you can do your audio rooms, you can do your live events, you can arrange events. Um, you can also upload materials if you want to, so people can download PDFs. Yeah. Um, you can have closed groups. You can have open groups. You know, I think out of all of them that's out there for me, that's probably one of the better ones. And unless really you sell something that you've got to in the UK sell on a website rather than through Facebook, um, you can still have your Facebook shop on there and link off to like a, a, a mini website if you need to. But to be honest, depending on what kind of business you are and what you do, if you like a, a, a training business or you were building just a community for whatever, you could just use Facebook really because all the tools are there. I mean, with Twitter, you've got, yeah, you've got Twitter spaces, but I don't see many people using them. I don't no. see many people joining them. I didn't see that Clubhouse app take off. No. Um, as much as what everybody said it was going to and I remember clicking into a couple of rooms because you sent me a link and thinking to myself well how do you know when to speak you know do you raise your hand how do, like do you just cut somebody off you know how, how how does it all work Um, but I think at least with Facebook you've got more control again Twitter people can just join and I think you tend to be listening more just to people talking rather than having like a proper discussion Um. But I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all channels really over the next two to three years. And I think it'll be interesting to see what brands do. Will they try and maintain a presence on everything? Will yeah. they just 
focus on one or two? Will they just focus on one? You know, it. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure how it's going to go. To be honest, I think it's. I think it's interest. I think it's interesting. I think it'll be exciting to see what happens um, and watch what comes out of the next two or three years. Well, one just a c- couple of uh, quick minutes. We're just going to talk about is uh, one of the things that could game changes could sort of change things. Um, it's been the metaverse, uh, and we haven't got time to go through the whole of uh, what the metaverse kind of like means. Um, and part of the reason is that because it's not really even really properly established as yet. I mean, you've got yeah. um, Microsoft got their Hololens. Um, you've got kind of the the Meta um, version um, of. Kind of, I think we're really kind of the old school sort of VR stuff and you've got the PlayStation VR, but, you know, the metaverse really is, is all about the future, about this whole thing about bringing uh, or sort of creating virtual worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's definitely going to be a game changer. And I suppose that kind of reflecting back at the beginning of the year that, you know, we were hopefully going to start seeing the emergence of uh, what the metaverse was about this time in the year, but that's definitely not, not going to happen. No, it's if there's a lot before. of problems, and um, interestingly, I think that it's they're trying to pull up. Well, I can only from an outside, uh, you know, bystander uh, viewpoint, but it seems that the challenge is that that you know what we think is quite a simple uh, concept is actually quite difficult. It costs a lot of money. Yeah, maybe what they're trying to do is just too ambitious, and um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what. Apple and PlayStation come up. We've got the PlayStation VR 2 coming out next year. We've got the Apple headset going to be coming out like next year at some point. Um, and I don't think it's going to be anything too different to what in our minds, you know, I think we've seen these concept images, um, but I think all it's going to be is talking heads and maybe in a virtual, uh, virtual world. And then I think it's going to be, it's understanding really from users what they want to see from them. And I think it's a good approach if that's what people, if that's, if that's what some of the businesses are going to do. Um, I think that is not a bad thing because I think actually the users need to kind of say, well, we want to be able to do this. We want to be able to do that and then take those ideas and then build on it. I don't think they've got enough. Um, they've got, I don't know if they, it seems the dev- developers may just be sort of, to trying to do things that we just maybe not ready for. Um, like, yeah, it's interesting to see, but there's a, a lot of manufacturers now kind of like pulling out of the space. It, it's just way too much money. And maybe just you can't get that return on investment. You can't guarantee it because the amount of money that you have to charge for um, the actual equipment or the service, yeah. whether people are going to be willing to pay for it or not. So, um, yeah. Um, I- I think that's what I was going to say. I think it's whether or not what, well, like, what do you, what, what do you need for it? Do you yes. know? Do you need to swap? Your, do you need to get a completely different computer? Do you need to get a new television? I know yes. I've seen a lot of negative things over the last, I think, two to three weeks about WhatsApp and being able to create these avatars that people think are really, really freaky and are not really sure how they're all going to work and stuff. I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at them, to be honest. I'm curious to look at them. I just haven't had time yet. But I know I've seen a couple of articles about them that you can create them now on WhatsApp within the app. Um, I haven't seen anybody do it um, that I know personally. Um, but I'm curious to see how it, how it all works. 
And as well, just with the world going forward, will people have the disposable income to be able to, Mm -hmm. if you do need to purchase a new computer that looks totally different, you know, if you do need to purchase a completely different telly, because years ago, 3D tellies were the next big thing and they didn't take off. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, Well, we've come to the end uh, of the time of this podcast. It's a lot longer one so if you're still with us we're really grateful that you could uh, sort of listen in to this hopefully really interesting and entertaining discussion um it these are all our own points of views um so but it'd be great to hear from you if you've got <laughs> Put a caption, a... caption. Yeah. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> so if you've got anything different to add like you think we're completely wrong or you know there's something we've missed like do contact us our contact details are in the show notes below um, otherwise, we wish you um, happy holidays and have a fantastic start to 2023. And uh, we'll be sure to bring in that podcast on uh, customer service next. Take care then. Bye for now. See you later.